Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with a global multi-stakeholder community representing national and local governments, international policymakers, civil society, NGOs, the ICT industry, as well as other relevant organizations and institutes. Hello, I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with Marthe Botteman. Marthe, welcome to the program. Hey, Fritz, good to see you. Yeah. Now, Marthe has over 25 years' experience in guiding governance and major organizations on the economic, business, and social impacts of current and future internet innovations and technologies. Now, he used, he used to work for companies like the European Commission, the RAND Corporation, the Dutch Ministry of Transport, and has been a member of a number of boards. He joined the ICANN board in 2016, and, and since 2019, he's the chairman of the ICANN board. So again, Maarten, welcome to the show. Uh, now, almost everybody has heard of the ICANN organization, uh, but could you please explain what the ICANN's objective is. What do you do? Well, most importantly, ICANN is an, uh, a key part of the internet ecosystem. Uh, we are responsible for delivering on the secure and stable unique identifier system, thus connect endpoints, basically. And there's protocols for that, and there's policies around that. And uh, together with a number of stakeholders, match that. Okay. Uh, we're pretty unique in the way that we do that on a global level. And uh, we're also pretty unique in that we do it in a bottom-up way with multi-stakeholders. So basically, the internet is run in this way, the unique identifier system by the community of stakeholders that sets the policies, sets the priorities. It's supported by an organization that uh, takes care for the implementation and execution on these policies. And as a board, we don't call the shots. No, we oversee. We make sure that things happen in a responsible way, in line with the bylaws, uh, respecting the law, and being reasonable. So from a fiduciary perspective. Uh, and that brings us in a unique system where accountability yep, the topic is of the uh, at the core. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you do this with a number of stakeholders. Can you go into what kind of stakeholders you uh, invite to the table? Yeah, basically, if you look the ICANN, we have different stakeholder groups that have their role. For the policymaking, there is the generic names uh, support organization. These are all the organizations involved in the generic top-level domains. And generic top-level domains are all those that are not the country top-level domains. So like .nl, .de, .uk, but the .com, the .org, uh, the .health, the .amsterdam, in a way. Uh, so, so in that, you see the industry that supplies the names, that keeps the registers from each of these top-level domains. Those that sell the names to consumers, to businesses, but also the businesses themselves and the non-commercial users uh, and, the and, and all those that uh, even the end user has a role in the system. So all these have a role in the system. 
Next to that, as I said, we have the uh, country uh, top level domains. They are, these are represented. We are not governing them. We don't hold contracts with them as we do with the generic names because they're governed by all the individual states. So, okay. uh, but they still come together to agree on good practice. Then we have the numbers organizations that these are the internet numbers, you know, the IP version four, IP version six numbers, those numbers that we all use, but don't need to remember because we have the domain names. Uh, and uh, we have advisory committees uh, from a technical nature, the, the security stability advisory committee, uh, the root server uh, advisory committee, uh, the root servers make sure that uh, uh, the mail gets delivered in a way and the governments there are more than 170 governments and a, a big number of international organizations that observe the government advisory committee's actions that advise us on matters that they deem to be important from a public uh, perspective public interest perspective that's quite so all these come together Yes, that's quite a complex group of people you're bringing together from all around the world, all those countries, uh, all those cultures coming together. I can assume uh, sometimes that the advice you're given not doesn't always align. Yeah, of course, no. that, that, can, that can happen. Yes. Uh, uh, but at, uh, the, the more you bring the horizon of what you want to achieve, towards the stakeholder themselves, you see big differences. And what we try to do is to bring those together up to that point where it reflects a common interest. And that common interest is a well-functioning global end-to-end -end internet that serves the people in an indiscriminate way. Uh, and that we are also seen as a good steward of that space. So we execute well and fairly on, on our policies. Got it. So, now, question, uh, is accountability an issue? Is it a topic on your agenda? It's on top of the agenda. It's top part of, of the bylaws. Uh, basically, also importantly so because, well, as you know, the internet in many ways started as a US invention that then expanded to Europe and the rest of the world. Uh, ICANN uh, has been accountable to the US government up to five years ago uh, via a contract. In practice, the US government didn't meddle with ICANN, but formally ICANN was accountable to them. And at that moment, uh, the what's called the IANA transition took place. Uh, and we since then, we have new bylaws and we are now accountable to the global internet community. And that's uh, only possible by uh, clearly positioning that accountability there and also adding a uh, commitment to transparency there so that accountability can be held. And basically uh, a representative of that global internet community is what we call the empowered community. And they are the highest body in ICANN. They can hire or fire the board basically and they have to agree with the annual budget and a number of other matters. So they represent that we are accountable to the internet user in the world. 
Got it. Now, uh, has anything changed from a content perspective when you shifted from accountable to just the US to a global community? Not so much. Uh, as I said earlier, the US didn't really meddle with our policies. These were already coming bottom up from the outset. Uh, they just uh, demanded a guarantee that we would not be governed by other governments, uh, but truly by this multi-stakeholder community. And some guarantees for that have been built in in the bylaws and uh, in the system. Now you talk about uh, bylaws, uh, rules, regulations. Uh, one of the issues why also the, the Institute for Accountability in the Digital Age was set up is this awareness that technology is moving so fast that the rules and re regulations cannot keep up. So there's a gap. Uh, do you recognize, acknowledge that gap? Yes, for sure. Uh, the bylaws don't uh, determine so much which technologies we use or, or how we use them. Uh, they set more uh, different level requirements that it is bottom up, that it is fair, uh, and, 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 and these kind of uh, conditions that uh, uh, make it possible to uh, be accountable for our actions or inactions, as they say, uh, in, in, in moving forward to delivering this unique identifier system to the world. Okay. And what do you or what does I can see as the biggest threat for accountability today? Well, I, I, I guess. The biggest threat is the complexity. I mean, it's an omni-connected global network knowledge society and has a very cross-jurisdictional nature. And as we can see in many ways is that the traditional Westphalian governance model mm -hmm. doesn't really work on global issues as such. We need to adapt, we need to find new ways uh, I think the, the COVID crisis, the pandemic, showed uh, how important it is that you deal with something together because you can't just deal with it within your own jurisdiction. The same we know already for a longer time is true for uh, global warming and, and other factors. It's true for the internet as well. So how do you deal with such matters? in a world where we recognize that there's different norms and values in different parts of the world. And none of these has the right to be the right one. So we need to find a way together within this understanding and mutual respect, because it's in the end one world we share. So we share one world, uh, although I don't see uh, discussions going on, maybe we need um separate internets for separate parts of the world. So how, on one hand, how can you maintain that global internet that exists today? And what's your, what's ICANN's assessment on the fact that, okay, well, maybe we will um, um, treat it differently in different regions of the world? Oh, you're, you're right. I mean, the, the power of the internet is its interoperability. And there is a risk of splintering the internet that could be, uh, because of local legislation, local technical measures, etc. Um, now, ICANN is not in a position that it can or wants to tell governments what to do or what not to do. But what we can do is deliver this global uh, public good 
this unique addressing system and try to do that in the most exemplary way so that no country will feel the need or feel the urge or has the guts to not be connected to it because it's so good to be part of it. So, so that is our aim. And in that, yes, we do see that there's different measures in different countries uh, by different governments for different reasons. We cannot run all these countries. We can deliver an internet that is uh, secure and stable also to those countries. Got it. Okay. Now, um, if you look at uh, uh, accountability in a digital age, um, it seems like this is a 21st century issue. Um, and to what extent should we also be looking at 21st century solutions to tackle that whole issue of uh, keeping it accountable? Yeah, you're right. In that way, it's a 21st century solution that in those ages where you didn't go beyond the village where you were born, mm -hmm. uh, in the Middle Ages, uh, the, the local lord had the things to say. And it didn't affect the rest of the world. Now we're in a world where what the local lord or the local business or says can affect the rest of the world, uh, which means there is a new paradigm and we need to find a way with that. So uh, as I mentioned, it's the multiple norm and value sets that I believe and many with me that these are to be respected rather than to be fought or to be brought to one value and, 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 and norm set. Uh, it's one world where uh, we cannot divide uh, the air pockets for the different parts of the world either. So how to deal with that for sure can be facilitated and has been facilitated as this pandemic time showed as well by, by what the internet makes possible in terms of sharing data, uh, making collaboration on solutions uh, possible uh, and, and, and make communication across the world possible. Uh, how to deal with that is uh, uh, away from countries, individual, uh, priorities much more towards uh, a multi-stakeholder approach. So what do different state, what do stakeholders need in this world to advance? So in that way, it's both in that the internet facilitates exchange, collaboration, communication, which is new and which wasn't there in the 15th or even the 19th century. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way we do it, which is truly focusing on multi-stakeholder way, uh, which doesn't take away the responsibility from governments, but it puts them more on an equal footing with others who can together make things happen. Okay, now, thank you for uh, explaining that. Um, and the way you describe it, it almost seems like from an internet perspective, the whole, the global pandemic uh, is almost a blessing in disguise. And what I mean is we already knew rationally that uh, we experienced this global digital transition of society. Uh, however, because of COVID, uh, it's, it now is we all feel that we, we, we are there. So what effect has it had on uh, digitization and the internet? 
yeah, it's, for sure. It 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 uh, in my first job when I worked for the public depart uh, public uh, services department in the Dutch government, we did the first telework pilot, and 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 one of these first telework pilots, the question was, would people work when they're at home? And whereas research over the years showed that a good balance uh, about where people spend their time uh, working together in the office, working concentrated at home and other matters is probably the best. And it's not about where people are, but what they do when you talk about work. Uh, still today, we saw managers that believe I need to have my people around me yes. to make it work. And that is just not true. Now, the pandemic has demonstrated that in many ways, things go on. We continue to deliver on our mission, despite the fact that our offices have been closed since spring last year. Uh, and still, the ICANN organization is effectively supporting the ICANN system. Uh, and we've seen that not only with ICANN, but with many other organizations too. So it's amazing how much uh, showed to be possible with the internet, thanks to the internet, in this kind of way of working. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a clear opening. The second thing of it is that, whereas we already had the global heating issue, but that is like a frog boiler that goes very slowly over the years. And there's more and more people are aware real action has been postponed and, and, and extended and, and pushed away. Uh, with COVID, there was no choice but immediate action. And I think what you will see is that how we run global issues, like the internet, uh, has to be somewhere in between. We have to preempt things to happen, yeah. and then we need to make things happen. So okay. a okay. core in our thinking as well, for that reason, is a strategic plan that looks ahead for five years and, and helps us to focus on those areas where we need to look at to see, are we still on target to be able to continue to deliver on our mission? Okay, now, despite the fact that uh, this is a true global discussion, uh, as you just uh, explained, um, uh, how we're going to manage, govern the internet, to what extent is it still an in-crowd discussion or put it in another question, uh, is the general public aware of the change and the need for accountability? What's your view on that? Yeah, good point. Uh, obviously, more and more people are confronted with the internet nowadays, and that needs to continue. Also, because what we see is originally it started as a means for collaboration between researchers when it was really beginning in the early days. Uh, and then it became uh, with the, 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 the web browsers also more popular for the common people. And today, use it in almost everything we do. Uh, yet, where it originally was for uh, bridging distance, I can also see how it more and more serves local action. Uh, and with that, I think there's also more people who can benefit from what the internet has to bring. And that's in a way the next billion users, those who haven't used it yet, uh, those that don't need to correspond with someone thousand miles away, but who want together to mix and match to make sure 
that there's plenty of food, that there's access to education, to information uh, locally uh, to support the local economy, the local society. Uh, and to get those people on board, we need to make them aware. So that, that is crucial. Uh, we need to make them aware. Is that, is that a, do you see that as a responsibility of an ICANN or the ICANN members? Uh, for 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 the, the global internet community and ICANN is to support that uh, and and we do uh, so that that's one factor that's the next billion the expansion to other people who didn't know yet mm -hmm. uh, on a micro level you also see it that uh, within a country that is well organized like the Netherlands there's different levels of awareness and uh, even in Parliament that that not everybody, every parliamentarian was equally interested in this matter. But nowadays, I think everybody becomes aware that this is uh, crucial uh, for the functioning of society. So you see that one. And the third one is that uh, uh, your in-crowd story. Of course, yeah. what you see often in organizations uh, is that uh, people help build it up, stay along leadership, changes very gradually over time. But we're very much aware of the need to bring in new people, new blood, new thinking, new generations, and people from new regions in, in the discussion. And for that, we have active uh, outreach programs, uh, with fellowships with uh, next-gen uh, programs, where we actively stimulate people to come in and help them to find their place in the system and to, to start contributing. Okay, uh, am I hearing you saying that one of the, uh, I mean, to what extent this is low hanging fruit, just getting a more diverse, inclusive group of people together? Yeah, I think the low hanging fruit starts with, and this is also with yeah. thanks to the pandemic, yeah. Yeah. the recognition that is one world we share together. And that's the starting point. And, uh, I'm convinced that based on that, we can find our way forward and uh, really uh, bring in new people, make people aware. People that haven't been fully aware mm -hmm. may now say, ranging from businesses like we couldn't easily transition to working from home because our infrastructure wasn't set up to it, to countries who, 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 who recognize that and will start to inform their local population more and more not only in, uh, in the structure, but also with information in local languages that, that uh, can reach them via the internet rather than to wait until the, how do you call it? The, the man who came to the village in the middle ages yeah. to share the news with everybody or the newspaper that will fall nowadays on your doormat the next day or even the TV show. The internet uh, can be a real-time resource for informing as well. Okay, now uh, we're finally at the, almost at the end of the interview. A uh, couple of questions. Um, first of all, how can a community like the Institute for Accountability in a Digital Age uh, add value to this uh, objective you have, as I can? Well, if, if, I think uh, what you've been doing excellently also in that location that is so beautifully depicted behind you, the, yes. the, the Peace Palace, actually on the stone throw of where I'm born, uh, uh, is to facilitate the debate, invite the parties to, to look together at 
how do we deal with this? Uh, bring people together, uh, raise awareness, and then uh, hope that uh, you manage to also bring in multipliers that will be able to go back to their communities and, and, and share that. So, so given the audience of our EFRR, it's indeed a multi-global stakeholder community, which we'll share this video with. Uh, Isra, uh, any call to action uh, you have for that audience? Uh, and then specifically to uh, keep the old internet accountable? Well, important to step up, to uh, be aware and, and take into account that you accepting and uh, that there's people with other values and norms, accepting those norms and values makes it more easy for them to accept yours too. So if this is a world that we need to share together, if this is a world we want to pass on to our children, we have a shared objective. So uh, let's be aware of that in everything we do. Uh, it's important to understand what you want, but it's more important to understand also how this would work out in a, a bigger context and lead by example. A great global challenging and complex uh, question you've raised, but uh, quest, but um, I'm confident that uh, given Icon's history, you're able to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, and one of my biggest pleasures is to meet again and again people that are alike, people that uh, come from their heart in yeah. what they do and contribute from that. Okay. Commercial, government, technical community, everywhere. And okay. it is such a pleasure to do Hey, Maarten, uh, Maarten Bottelman, uh, thank you very much for sharing your insights in what ICANN is doing on accountability and your perspective on uh, what's needed for the future. So uh, again, thank you for being on the program and uh, we will stay connected. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much and a lot of success with I for ADA in everything you do.